Let's begin with prayer. Gracious God, there are times in our lives when we succumb to fear and forget you. Yet you forgive us and stay by us even when we stray. Help us to stand firm in your promises through fear, through anguish, through suffering, and give us strength through the power of your love to rejoice in the assurance we receive through Jesus Christ. Amen. A friend of mine called saying, I can't hold this anymore. Now, my friend is that rare person who sparkles. I mean, she radiates faith and positivity. And by all outward appearances, her life seems about as good as any of us can hope for. She and her husband raised a house full of children who are grown and doing well in their lives. They've welcomed their first beautiful grandchild. She has gone back to school and loves learning and she loves her part-time job and she's so happy. She's in good health and she's in good shape. Enough to be a little jealous of, really. But here she is calling to unload a burden that she had concealed for too long. I knew her husband struggled with depression, but now she told me that he declined to the point that he was emotionally paralyzed. She had tried her best to accompany him through his personal darkness, recognizing all along that that was all that she could do except pray. She could take on those pieces that he was dropping to an extent, and she could find resources for him, which she did. But now she realized that as much as she could do, she could not ultimately own his depression. It was his. Now, miraculously, he was still able to function at work, but that's where he spent all of his energy. He was now so disabled that he stopped taking care of everything on the home front, just everything. And when my friend called, she had just learned that their house had been sold at a sheriff's auction, and they had two months to move out, and she had had no idea. That's hard for us to believe, isn't it? But she herself felt like she was completely dried up, like the image. There you go. Uh, no energy left. That earth is dry and cracking, and that's what she felt like. But if we dig deeper into that which grounds her, her faith, we will find a blade sprouting, and that is hope. I asked her where she saw God in the midst, and she told me she felt like God was urging her to call people. Hence, I can't hold this anymore. She was surrounding herself with people she trusted, those supportive people that she believed would take her hand and accompany her through the difficulties to come, 
just as she was walking with her husband. Does it remind you of Jesus, battered and torn, struggling to carry his cross to Golgotha? And when he couldn't manage the burden anymore on his own, there was someone there to help him. Let's turn back to the reading for just a minute. Um, I want you to notice that the pronoun is always we. We are justified by faith. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ. We stand in the grace granted through Jesus. We boast in the hope of sharing the glory of God. Hope springs from faith. And the assurance that we receive through Jesus' death and resurrection that we are made right with God, the promise that we can live in peace, knowing that God is in the midst of our daily struggles. God is with us through the sometimes deep, dark messiness of being human. God has poured God's love into our hearts, not as something to hold within us, but to be renewed daily as in the waters of our baptism, so that we may also pour out God's love for the sake of others. We have this hope, and it is strengthened in community, Christian community like this. So back to the story. My friend felt empty after pouring herself out over and over again and caring for her husband. And she needed help to hope, as we all sometimes do. So she let the secret be known and let go of the shame she felt in their situation and received the love and prayers of the Christian community that accompanied her, that surrounded both she and her husband to hold them up, believing that God was in their midst, pouring love onto each of them. This is the transforming power of God's love. Love must be shared. And love gives us the strength to hope even when death creeps in to glare at us with the finality of our earthly existence. And that brings me to another story. I've been thinking a lot about what our lives would be like without hope and without a community to grow hope. My nephew, Christian, was eight and three quarters when he lost his battle with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. He had suffered multiple relapses over the nearly four-year fight, about half his life, and the final effort, a bone marrow transplant, however grueling, did not prevent the leukemia's return. Christian had collected Beanie Babies, and that is a mountain of Beanie Babies, if you can't tell, and uh, people brought them to the funeral, and they, they were literally everywhere. Um, it was a long, narrow sanctuary, and along the window ledges, um, 
They were filled with Beanie Babies. There were baskets overflowing with Beanie, Beanie Babies, and even some in his casket during the visitation. Now those Beanie Babies were a celebration of who Christian was in this life. And they were also a sign of hope that Christian continues to exist in a place beyond our comprehension. The whole service left a sense of blessed assurance that we were merely separated from Christian for our time on earth, but that we would see him again. About five weeks later, a friend of Christian's, another eight-year-old, who he'd gotten to know during their many bouts of chemo together, also died. This child's family had no faith that they practiced. And the distinction between the two funerals was really heartbreaking. They had asked the hospital chaplain to deliver the message at the funeral. And he really did his best to give a sense of promise without disrespecting the family's beliefs or unbelief. But if you couldn't listen between the lines, so to speak, without knowledge of God's story, the message really just skimmed the surface of hopefulness like a skipping rock that eventually sinks into the water. And in the cemetery, each of us took a handful of dirt and dropped it on the casket as we filed past. And his mother collapsed by the grade by the grave and wailed through her sobs. I will never see my son again. This funeral was a final goodbye, and we walked away feeling despair in the absence of hope, in the absence of promise. Hope is born out of a need or longing, but where does the expectation of fulfillment come from unless we know the gospel story? In Christian hope, we can anticipate because we believe that Jesus died and was raised again, not because we, past, present, or future, did anything to deserve it. But while we were still sinners, while we were still weak, God proved his love for us through the cross. And God keeps on pouring out love into the universe, a continuous fountain of love. So we get hope, not by turning in on ourselves, in self-pity or grief, but in turning outward to look at the one who saves, to the one and only Jesus Christ, who provides the blessed assurance of life with God. Now, I don't want to leave you with the despair of the mother at the grave, so I want to tell you the rest of the story. The day before Christian would lose his battle with leukemia, he chose to have a party. He wanted to be accompanied 
by all of the people he loved and all of the people that loved him. And really that eight and three quarter year old boy was pouring out love on everyone there. He was smiling and chatting and playing with his cousins and his friends. And seeing him there made it difficult to believe that he would be gone from us so soon, within hours. But I received a gift that afternoon as I observed the party from a quiet corner reflecting and praying. I had the privilege of witnessing a conversation between Christian and the boy that would follow him in death. He asked Christian what would happen to him after he died. And Christian told him with every confidence that he would not end in death, but he would go on to live with God in heaven. And the other boy asked, could I go to heaven too? And Christian told him, yes, because God loves everyone. Christian had hope because his faith in God's promises and he shared his hope with his friend. Now I have an image of these two boys running and playing, having a wonderful time, and God is with them, just as God is with us. So we have this hope, and it is stronger when shared. Amen.